SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identify women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. Hi, SheQuest. Welcome to season two of SheQuest podcast guest series. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. The first month of podcast shows is titled In the Flow, How Moving with Your Menstrual Cycle Can Empower Your Relationship with Yourself and Your Life. This is such an important series of podcasts because I believe women are not getting the support they need when it comes to knowledge beyond the mechanical aspects of their periods. This month, we explore and dive deep in the magic, yes, I said the magic of your menstrual cycle and body rhythms because it's there. I wanted this series to be a flashlight into the holistic and soulful world of women's health. I have a sweet solo podcast about my own she story when it comes to my own hurdles with my cycles and hint, hint, she quest when I started to tap into the wild power of my period. It was a game changer. Today's episode is titled Creativity and Your Cycle with Leilani. Oh, I hope I say your name right, Leilani uh, Navar. <laughs> Leilani is a Chinese medicine practitioner, fertility awareness educator, and dream worker. She teaches empowering tools to help people better care for themselves, such as how to use food as medicine, self-massage with acupuncture, how to work with herbal remedies, and the justice method of fertility awareness. She loves dream work and dive into deep dialogue with her clients about their dreams and the insights, inspiration, and healing that can be found there. Leilani lives in a tiny remote town, southern Utah, on a permaculture-inspired homestead with her family. Welcome! Thank you so much, Estelle. Very happy to be here talking with you. It's good to have you all the way from Utah. Wow. <laughs> here at Chicras, we I always start with the same fun question. I want to know what makes you feel alive today. Mm, that's a great question. The time that I'm feeling the most um, vibrant and inspired these days is uh, is playing music. And I've just been doing some new stuff with music and feeling, you know, I have a lot of stuff always on my to-do list. And whenever I can get into something where I kind of forget about the list or think that it's not so important anymore, then I know I'm really, I'm really in something that's, um, you know, touching me and moving me. And so I'd say right now that's been my music. Amazing. I love it. Music is so, so soulful, isn't it? Oh yeah. Before we dive in our subject of creativity and our cycle. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. Um, can you tell us just about yourself, who you are personally and professionally? And here at SheQuest, we call it like our she story, I guess, in a nutshell, your cultural upbringing and, and perhaps for the specific month here and why I brought you on the show, um, you know, how you became an expert in menstrual cycle. I grew up in Southern California. I grew up in... Um a very suburban suburb um, in, in between Los Angeles and San Diego. And um, now I live in this town surrounded by wilderness. And, you know, you, I could probably sum up a lot about my story just in that, you know, kind of moving from a very mainstream culture that sort of broke my heart and made me feel not very hopeful for humanity 
into a completely different type of life where I feel really connected to the earth and connected to my community and um, to my family and to my healing work. I still have some good connections with people in suburbia, nothing against it, uh, you know, the people there. But for me, you know, it wasn't a very soulful um, experience. But while I was there, Mm. uh, since I was a small child, I had pretty severe asthma and allergies. And as a teenager, I got into natural medicine. And I put all kinds of effort into getting off my um, pharmaceutical medications. And then I was um, becoming sexually active and needed a form of birth control. And I I didn't like the idea of getting on the pill when I had just gotten off all these meds. So I started asking around. Um, my naturopath suggested abstinence, which I thought was a huge miss when a teenage girl was asking you about birth control. And uh, my my MD, you know, she was supportive, but she didn't really get it. And she said, oh, we'll just get you on the right pill and you won't feel anything. And I thought, you know, not feeling anything isn't really what I'm going for. You know, I want I want my cycle, the magic of it and the, the health of it. And so I was lucky enough that, you know, within the first five people I asked, one was a naturopath who taught fertility awareness. And so she taught me to pinpoint the days I could get pregnant and the days I couldn't, which is what I teach now. And um, I was so, so excited about it. I had no idea you know, I was only 19, 18 or 19. So lots of women that I teach are in their 30s or 40s. And they they say, wow, I can't believe I learned, didn't learn this sooner. I mean, that I, even at 19, I was like, how did nobody tell me this? You know, and um, I just found it so exciting and empowering. I, I wanted to teach one day. So uh, it was a few years later, I did the Justice Health Works for Women program uh, to become a holistic reproductive health practitioner. And then I also went to school for uh, naturopathic and Chinese medicine around that time. I, I study martial arts, which really got me deeper into Chinese medicine. And fast forward to here, we have this little acre where we're growing food and teaching martial arts. And I practice Chinese medicine in town. And I get to work with, with uh, women and men online doing health work, um, herbal medicine, dream work, and fertility awareness. And so do you have your, do you have like a movement studio as well on your farm? Yeah, we do. We have um, a big old steel building. It's not very attractive from the outside, but then on the inside, it's half wood shop and half martial arts studio. Wow. How special is this? (laughs) Amazing. And then you see, mostly you see people online. I I have a pretty busy local practice doing Chinese medicine. I do herbal medicine and acupuncture, and that's really focused on illness and injury. But then for the fertility awareness and dream work um, and kind of health coaching more type work, I do that online. Great. And uh, so we talk a lot about our creative lives on SheQuest and what it means to be, you know, finding our artists within and knowing that, you know, being creative, everyone's creative and you're born creative and, you know, creativity really just means to thrive and bring forth what's inside you out and, and just leading you kind of in the topic of our show here and why I brought you. What does creativity have to do with our cycle? Well, it has everything to do with our cycle, really. There is so much soul and creative energy 
inspiration and insight coming to us through our cycling bodies and really especially through that whole pelvic region, you know, where we have our uterus and our ovaries, all that womb energy. You know, if we think about the very beginning of our own lives, right, or our children, if we've had children, like it's a creative center, not only human beings, but we can conceive of our ideas or our images or our songs um, there and then gestate them and nourish them with that energy um, and, and give birth to them, bring them out into the world. So I think connecting into the womb area as a, as a center of creative energy that can feed us and inspire us is, is so powerful. Oh, how do you do it in your own kind of life or with your clients? If you have like example, I guess to really tap into that creating that creative force throughout the cycle. Well, I think that people who um, are already in touch with their creativity, you know, some way that they love to express that creative energy, whether it's a visual art or a music or in their cooking, they can pretty easily relate to the idea that there are certain times in life where they feel more inspired and more creative or a little bit less and they're kind of more uh, tending something they've already begun. And there's naturally an ebb and a flow and a cycling to how we are creative. So it can be really helpful, you know, when someone is already aware of that to connect it and say, well, look, when you are um, leading up to ovulation, you know, it, physiologically your estrogen is rising and seasonally it's like the the moist rains of spring are coming and the seeds are getting nourished, right? That is a time where we're sort of new ideas naturally begin. And then you get to a point in your cycle where it's ready to burst into flower, where you're ovulating, where your body is literally warming up and you can really bring those things into bloom. And then there's naturally a time leading up to menstruation and during menstruation that's uh has a really different tone, usually. I mean, I don't want to ever tell anyone what they're going to experience or how it should be. It, it, it is whatever it is for you. But very often leading up to menstruation and during menstruation, there's a more of a autumn type of energy, which is when the leaves fall away. Um, it's the poignancy and the radiance of those fall leaves and then the letting go of them. And there's a time with all of our creations where, you know, you could think about that as like the editing process, you know, where you're cutting some things away. Or also there's a kind of letting go when we um, give something up into the world. We're sort of, we're done with the project, you know, we, we, we let it go. I had never seen it like that, like, cause I'm, I'm a visual artist as well. And I had never, now it just like dawns on me, like even the process of like making a painting, like it's like a 28 day cycle. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just having this like mm -hmm. moment and like, you know, it's like the cocoon and like the initial, you know, an initiation into what's about to happen. And I always find the beginning of a painting is so um how can I say it? like you can you can see it but it's the seed of it and yeah. like the, the essence is already I love it I've never seen it like this amazing and and then yeah and then at the end you 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 give it and then the, the finishing touches and the layering and that's so uh, that's beautiful that you tend to have that 28 day cycle with it that's so cool it's almost like a way to to recognize that just like our moods can fluctuate 
and change and have a different tone throughout the cycle, so does our creativity. And that is natural and healthy and beautiful. There's a tendency in all of us, you know, to try to find our faults and and maybe question our creations, right? And like, oh, well, why am I not feeling more creative or um, this thing isn't coming out the way I want it to right now? And maybe it's the time that it's more, you know, underground. It's more the winter of that cycle and you can't, the life's happening under there, but you can't see it yet. And that's just fine. You know, let it, let it, um, warm up a little under there. Yeah. Amazing. And so, uh, I guess your patients or they come to you mostly for a fertility issue. So patients do come to me for fertility issues, uh, if they, they want to get pregnant and sometimes there is a really lovely soulful piece to that as well about that kind of creative energy. I also, I see as many or more women who want to use fertility awareness for birth control um, because they just want to be, you know, it's the same information, exactly which days you can get pregnant and exactly which days you can't and how your body's telling you if you're in optimal health or need something to get back in balance, you know, but then you can use that information either way. So to get pregnant or to not get pregnant, but I would say that in common, for all women and really for men too, that, that that pelvic area is such a zone full of energy. And a lot that is just like it's our procreative energy. It's our creative energy there too. Um, and so getting in touch with it in any way is really helpful, you know, really um, gives it that attention and that permission you know, to, to flourish and the creative energy manifests in all different ways, right? I'm sure you see this too. It's not always painting or singing, you know, it manifests throughout our lives, you know. And I want to, I want to just touch on something you said, like the, like, I guess our womb area and like, I have, you know, I'm, I have a yoga background, so I know the yoga philosophy part, um, but you think like part of it, like I've been doing a lot of, I guess, um, reprogramming and like how we've been super shamed about feeling pleasure or about like our periods in general. Um, how does it come up, I guess, for, for you? Cause that's a big thing too, you know, like until we can see the blessing of it to be like, you know what, like I, uh, I need to debunk a little bit of what I believe. Oh my gosh. Yes. So much. The myths and the shame around our sexual organs and our sexual energy and our procreative energy and what it means to be pregnant and to be a mother. I mean, we could fill up this podcast probably with those myths, you know, and the things that, that we just, it's, it's heartbreaking really, like the weight that um, is carried in that area of our bodies, any amount of light we can bring to it, lightness, you know, shedding that weight, um, I think is, is very healing. You know, there's, sometimes you can do that even without a lot of analysis, I think we're, we're naturally moving towards health and wholeness. We're naturally moving towards vibrant and creative and connected. And we, we don't have to, you know, list any of those myths right now, just for, for me and you and anybody listening to take a moment to, you know, lay your hands over your womb and take a breath into that area and let yourself really feel it, you know, just drop in and connect there and 
I don't know what you'll feel there. There's many things you might, but just notice what you feel. Nurture that connection. Oh, I love that. There's an exercise I make the she quest do. It's called uh, nurturing your magic. And it's just that, you know, it's like putting your hands on your womb and like really mm-hmm. nurture there because it's like the, I always say like your mo- your womb holds everything for you. It holds like all your dreams, all your desires, you know, like it's like right there energy. Yeah. Energetically, it's right there, whether you're a man or a woman, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'd love to touch on, I was so excited when I read your bio and um, touch on perhaps do we have, because you're a dream expert, so I'll just go ahead and uh, do we have like do we dream differently at certain times in our cycle or how's it, how does that work? I, I'm not really versed in dream. Yeah. Well, so I kind of said this earlier uh, when I was talking about creativity and I'll say it again, which is don't let me tell you <laughs> what it's going to be for you or what it's going to mean for you. Right. So always listen to your own body and your own dreams and you are, especially with dreams, you are the authority on what your own dreams mean. Um, and that being said, I will share a couple of, you know, kind of patterns that I do see, you know, um, and maybe we'll start with menstruation because there are many cultures that have looked upon the dreams of menstruating women as particularly uh, meaningful for the community. And I think, well, I'll, I'll digress just for a second about yes. the inner seasons. And I know in, in some ways, uh, menstruation is like a time of winter because of how uh, inward we tend to feel. But I look at it in the terms of Chinese medicine, I look at it more as an autumn season because we're actually shedding during that time. Like the leaves are falling. Something is is um, being let go. And then it, right after menstruation, we have a time of, of quietude where the life is really hidden. There's no cervical fluid coming out yet to tell you that you're about to ovulate. There's no more blood flowing, right? So there's kind of a, a quiet winter phase right after menstruation. And so if we, if we do look at menstruation as more of the autumn, then energetically, that is the time of year when the veil is a little bit more thin. You know, like Halloween comes in the autumn and the presence of kind of the other world or whatever happens after death, you know, we kind of, things are dying around us, the the leaves and the plants and the harvest and everything. And so it's it's kind of a veil is thin time and the, the emotion associated with autumn in Chinese medicine is grief. So you can kind of get that feel of the whole mix of poignancy and grief and more interconnectedness and permeability. And I think a lot of us feel that during menstruation, that energetically we're just more permeable emotionally and everything. So those dreams, those dreams can be the most sort of uh, prophetic might be a little bit dramatic, but you know, like foreknowledge contained in the dreams uh, or important things coming to you about someone else that you care about, someone that you love and maybe you're out of touch with and you have a big dream about them, you know, reach out and and check how they're doing. You know, that's a time where I think we have those deeper dreams. And also in uh, modern Western dream work, there's a very well-developed psychological lens where we look at the dream as telling us about ourselves, 
in amazing ways and invaluable ways. But our dreams are not only for us, they're also for the community and the world needs us so badly right now, <laughs> needs our, our dreaming souls and, and our insights. And, and I would invite you all and I would be grateful if you all tuned into your dreams, especially during menstruation, partly with the question open uh, uh, for what what your community needs from you, what the world needs from you. Oh, wow. This is so well-spoken. I love it. I love knowing, uh, I guess, my guests' own self-exploration tool for personal growth. Like We've talked about creativity. We've talked about dreams. Do you have, do you keep like a journal for both of these things? Like, um, could you trade on that just for yourself and also maybe perhaps things you um, advise your your patients, your clients? Yeah. 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 I do keep a dream journal. And so I have two young children right now. They're they're eight and five. And so there've been a lot oh. of years recently where I did not write down my dreams and I, I missed it so much, you know, I would voice record them while I was making breakfast or driving or something. So I didn't, I didn't let them go. And when I had a really, yeah, I never thought of doing that, <laughs> voice recording them. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the big ones I've gone back to some of them anyway, and still written them down because they feel important, you know, but yeah, just finding some way, you know, I find even just giving our dreams, telling them that they matter to us that much enhances them a lot, even if uh, they're not written down, even if you just tell it to someone else, you know? So yeah, anyway, now at eight and five, my kids are slightly more self-sufficient in the mornings and um, I I do write down my dreams again. And that is, I would say that is my primary tool for kind of making time for for um for soul you know i so much is coming to me through my dreams and i love cherishing them i i love them and i love the loving of them you know uh so doing doing writing them down and then working with them sometimes in a very physical way like seeing where i where in my body i feel the sensation of the dream or moving acting out physically the motions that a character took in the dream i also have in the winter time here this is a very rural place that i'm in and in the winter people's lives are generally quieter and we have a dream group that's been meeting for several years people i just love and that is such a soulful time you know just to get together with a small group of people who think your dreams are fascinating and important and remember what you told them you dreamt five years ago so they can remind you of that i want to come <laughs> i want I, lo- I love 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 my dream group and i encourage everybody who's interested in dreams at all to form a group because part of the deal with dreams is they're bringing things to your attention that you're not aware of yet. And if you just look at it alone, dreams, quote unquote, experts included, like we're still dealing with subconscious stuff. Like you need someone else to point stuff out to you and ask you questions and and say, wow, you really clenched your hands up when you said that part. And then you look down at your hands. Oh my gosh, you're right. What's in that part of the dream? You know, it's invaluable to have soulful friends that you can work your dreams with so important and uh, at she quest we have we we just call it like she buddies so i really recommend that the girls get together um, uh-huh. in their own time and like form a group there's nothing um one of my dearest teacher dr frank weller he would say we're talking it, it really resonated with that but he always says grief is an energy waiting to be witnessed dreams are just waiting to be witnessed as well you know our unconscious 
that's really like speaking to us through yes yes so much interrupting this incredibly heart opening episode to let you know about my new yoga channel if you're listening to this podcast as a SheQuest member, this feature is included with the Membership Sisterhood community. Yay! More than 10 yoga practices and curated yoga playlists for each class. Classes and programs are being uploaded on a monthly basis. If you aren't part of the membership and would like to try the yoga channel, this option is now available. Use the coupon SheYoga. That's S. H-E-Y-O-G-A, all big letters, to get one month free and tell the women and men you know and love about this stunning opportunity to develop a home yoga practice. SheQuest membership doors will open again in January, but until then, enjoy my yoga channel and say yes to moving, yes to connecting with your body, and yes to SheQuest. Now back to our ever-expanding conversation. <laughs> so magic. You're so magic. I'm so glad I brought you here on our show. And can you, uh, do you have um, your own soul ritual be- beside uh, writing your dreams down, having your dream circle? Anything else? I think you do movement, you were saying. I do, yeah. I would say that, you know, I don't have a um, a ritual in the sense of, like it's repeated the same way, but I do movement in nature on the earth in a way that I, that I put, you know, to me, that's what ritual is. Like if you put a lot of attention and intention into it, then it becomes a ritual. And so for me, that's my time that I'm doing my Qigong or my martial arts practice um, out in the dirt, you know, in the fresh air. I'm I'm yeah. so blessed to be in a really, really beautiful place um, where I can be with the trees and the plants and the fresh air so easily and just um, connect in that way. Yeah. Yeah, and it grounds you and centers you in your power. Oh yeah, I think um, I think that the martial arts is the the best way that I personally have to ground and and feel that that idea of centered in my power. It's so important to me as someone who's really very sensitive and spends a lot of my time nurturing people and being kind and tender for most of the day, you know, and, and it, that's always the truth, the truth in there, but having something that's like the martial arts is a compliment to that, I guess is what I'm saying. It, it, it fills up this other sense of, um, of strength and capacity that I, when I didn't have it, I was really missing it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I find for my yoga practice, like I'm just better at caring for people if I have, <laughs> you know, if I have my time. For sure. Yeah. We often, you know, I feel we were we were taught the other way around, you know. <laughs> I'm curious to know if you um then your cycle or do you recommend like certain movement um in line with, you know, the the monthly rhythms and and whatnot or Yeah, yeah, there's So it's good to do less vigorous, less intense things while we're menstruating. We still should move, but you know, very physically, the uterus is full and heavy at that time. You know, we don't want to be causing a lot of strain and dramatic motion in there. And also we're losing blood, you know, and we can, again, think about how it's such a, that autumn time, right? We're more sensitive and everything. So the more nurturing, gentle movements are, are usually better at that time. And then the next phase of the cycle, so this ties right back to 
the creativity and the seasons, right? As we're beginning to nurture new seeds, new things are kind of underground, maybe beginning to sprout and we're starting to nurture them. That's a time to do more like uh, conditioning type movements, like things that are building your strength um, and maybe trying new things. And then after ovulation, which is kind of our warm time, our movement time, our harvest time, and also tends to be our stagnant PMS time where our livers are like, I could use a little help here. You know, that's the time to do your most active, like, you know, brisk walks and things that are more uh, aerobic, you know, just like move your chi and and uh, pick your mood up, you know, that kind of stagnation if you're just cranky and irritable in that premenstrual phase a walk where you're looking out into the distance, you're not carrying anything and you're letting your arms swing. I mean, it's so simple, but it's really a medicine for that time. I agree. Mm. Anyone in PMS, like anything, I love having like cold wind on my face or like just almost like, I almost like I need somebody to like throw me in a cold bath or something to just get out of my funk. Okay. The next little part, I love to just, I have little quick questions. I'd love for you to answer. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite mantra? Um, I often say the, a version of, uh, of Metta, loving kindness. Uh, may you be well. May you be happy. May you know love. May you know peace. I just thought a meta class yesterday, my yoga class was theme meta loving kindness. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. That's wonderful. And I mean, I think I do like a meta practice and sometimes I, sometimes I even, I'll say it if I'm maybe getting a little grumpy about folding the laundry or doing the dishes and I, I just wish, wish my whole family that loving kindness. You know, I turn, I turn to those words a lot. Oh my goodness. I turn to those words at Costco or like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Road raging in the car. And I'm like, when I just catch myself on it, yeah. like throw, a, like, I just no. you know what? I'm going to send love and kindness to everyone. And then it's, it's a feedback loop. You know, it, it comes back. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love yes, that. I love absolutely. That. Um, do you have a favorite flower? Oh, you know, it's the rose. I know it's such a, a loved flower around the world, but the smell of a rose, I mean, it instantly opens my heart in a way that's just, there's nothing else like it. Amazing. At SheQuest, we call ourselves sometimes the sisterhood of the roses. <laughs> How about a favorite book? And perhaps we can stay with our kind of topic of today, whether that be creativity. I mean, I could never pick one favorite book, but on this subject, I would say Wild Feminine by Tammy Kent is full of this kind of the wisdom on this subject, you know, on the womb area and creativity and, and um, freeing that energy within yourself. Amazing. Have you read, I'm going to throw it back at you. Have you read Belonging by Tokopa Turner? Yes, I have. And I love that book too. I, yeah, Tokopa is like everything that she says, you know, I find so resonant and she's a dream worker as well. So I love that in Belonging, there's so many dreams. Yeah, it was, uh, we have a book club and it was our book for August. And I mean, I read that book. That's kind of, only background I have on dreams, but I love Tokopa. Mm. 
I I totally agree. We I think I have a sense we like the same things, Leilani. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, okay, a few more questions. Um, uh, would you choose in between yoga or running? I'd go for yoga. Yoga. Uh, are you like a book kind of gal or Kindle? Books. Uh, coffee or wine? I'm not drinking either at the moment, so you bring up some longing, but coffee. <laughs> Good for you. Um, and then the last question is a bit loaded, but I, I still ask it anyways. Knowing what you know about women's cycle now, what do you wish women to know most about their cycles? That your cycle is a manifestation of your vitality and your radiance and your creative potential. And you are a radiant, healing, creative force of nature. Your cycle is a sign of that. I love that. It's on this note that we're just going to close here beautifully said. Um, thanks so much for your presence and accepting to come on here, teaching us about women's cycles and rhythm. And I want to know how can we support you and where can we find you? Uh, you can find me. My website is Heal, Grow thriveflow.com you can find me on instagram or facebook as well at heal grow thrive flow i have a couple of uh, courses up on udemy and i wanted to offer actually to you and all your listeners if you are interested in my self acupressure for anxiety course or my fertility awareness course. Um, I made a coupon code SheQuest and you can get either of those for uh, 30% off. Um, I would just welcome any of you and anyone who wants to have a personal consultation with me as well. I would extend the same discount if you want to just mention SheQuest. I'd be happy to do that. Would love to connect with um, anyone in your community who wants to talk more about these things. So generous. Thank you so much. This is so, so generous. Uh, we'll make sure um, that I have the coupon code and we'll place it in the show notes um, on our site. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. I hope to see you soon. Bye. Okay. Thank you so much, Estelle. It was really fun talking with you. Thanks for all your beautiful work. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.